0: Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is going live soon, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now onto the show.
1: Moving Iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for You'll find us here, moving
0: iron. Hello, and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Market Rundown with Chip This That's our Sunday edition. And uh, not a whole lot happened this weekend, Chip, other than just uh, President Chelf and President uh, G. sit down and actually had a conversation for once And I think they got something accomplished, but we don't know that for a fact yet. We haven't really gotten the estimates or numbers or what they're going to buy. We just know that's going to be a lot. So. That's a uh, good big term. So looks like the market's opened up pretty big here, man. So what's your take on all that stuff?
1: Yeah, I'm still catching my breath here. We're uh, 42 minutes into the trade, right? This is probably, um, I'm gonna say arguably the the craziest, uh, maybe most important Sunday night trade we've had since they started trading at night. So we had this this meeting in uh, Argentina it went well. There were uh, some agreements that uh, we're going to um, at least not put into place this next round of, of tariffs. The increase from ten to twenty five percent. We're going to hold off on that. China has agreed to buy uh, substantial amounts of U.S. agricultural, uh, energy, and industrial products to help close the trade gap. Um, but there's a ninety day. Um, period here where we're going to work out the rest of the details, right? So um, we've heard that before. Remember the very first time that that uh, we were talking about this, we had a t- tweet from President Trump about uh, how China's going to take, you know, more U.S. ag products than the U.S. farmer can produce. Um, so the market is definitely responsive to this, right? It's a, it's a big step in the right direction. Both sides want. Resolution on this, but there's a 90-day window here where we don't know what's uh, what's going to happen So we opened up uh, quite quite strongly 25 to 27 higher in beans Uh, We opened up uh, about uh, eight higher in corn Um, we faded back a little bit right because there's a ton of uh, corn beans and wheat that the US farmer uh, and Brazilian farmer to some extent uh, in beans is, is ready, willing, and able to sell on a, on a rally. So this is very typical. Um, you're gonna see a tremendous amount of volatility here, I think over the next uh, 90 days, and particularly this coming week, more than we've seen in a long, long time, uh, because the funds are caught short beans. They're gonna be getting out of their beans. So they're gonna be buying beans to run us up. Farmers are gonna sell it. We're gonna hit levels. So the market's gonna break back like we have today. You know, we've had a, uh, what have we had? A uh, a 12, 14 cent rally or range in beans today, uh, just in the first 40 some minutes of the night trade. So uh, this thing's getting interesting now, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, Beans higher right now, about 17 and a half higher. Corns four and a half higher. Uh, Wheat, uh, we got wheat at uh, about six higher, but that's about seven off the lows. I'm sorry, seven off the highs. So we're about Thirteen higher at the highs, so uh, I guess buckle your seatbelts because this thing's going to be a, a wild ride. We went from dead markets to a lot of volatility, and we've talked about this uh, a lot, Casey. Every day we do this, um, have a plan, be ready, be ready for what the market's going to do, and um, this is a perfect example of it, right? We've uh, we've had some chances, yeah. um, we've had orders in for people. 9.55 to 9.60, November 19 beans, 9.60 and a quarter's been the high. We're trading, um, we're trading 9.52 right now. So you got to have the orders in, you got to have a plan and be ready to take advantage of this thing. And I'm not saying by any stretch that the highs in, I mean, this thing could keep going. But man, you, you thought we were crazy before on each tweet that came out. This thing's going into to hypersonic mode and it's going to get really crazy. This next week, and really the next ninety days, until we get some sort of a final resolution on this thing, and we don't know, right? They said they're we're, we're gonna they're gonna buy a bunch more uh, substantial amount of U.S. ag products. We don't know what that means. We don't know quantities. We don't know what products. It's all a guess at this point. But it was immediate, at least the ag products. They said they're going to start buying it immediately. So I guess we'll just have to wait day by day. Look at the USDA uh, export sales reports and see what it is. It could be anything. It could be corn. It could be ethanol, beans, pork, beef. We don't sorghum. Could be everything. Cotton. You know, we don't. We don't even know what uh, they're going to take right now. So uh, it's kind of a dynamic market we're in. Sunday night trade is uh, um, a little bit of a shot in the dark right now. But uh, hey, we'll we'll take it. It's green across the board, and it's been a while since we've seen that. So. We'll uh, we'll take what we can get, I guess.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it's been a pretty interesting week. So we've had everything happen this week from, you know, the the tensions between Ukraine and Russia got flared back up over uh, Russia taking the uh, the ship out there and in the sea out there and and capturing uh, whatever it was 14, 14 of them or whatever it was that they ended up taking. Um, so that had a that played an effect with the uh, wheat market there early in the week. NAFTA actually, or what they're calling it now, NAFTA 2.0, got finalized and everybody's you know back in love with each other and we're all best friends again and um, yeah. so now, now we get this china thing so there's a lot of stuff happening in the market right now that is driving a lot of volatility whether it be in the wheat market or just the uh the the corn and bean market or even in the cattle market for that matter so kind of expand on that a little bit and tell me what you've seen over the last week yeah well there is a lot going on you get the nail on the head right we
1: got this russian ukraine thing um that very definitely has the uh, an explosive potential to affect the wheat market um, because we don't know how that's going to pan out. I mean, that could become um, a bad deal really quickly, really quickly over there and, and restrict, potentially restrict grain flow out of the Black Sea, particularly out of Ukraine. Um, they have some key strategic ports on the Black Sea. That's Russia's biggest issue. That was one of the main strategic, If you remember back when it was the Soviet Union, um, that was one of the biggest strategic um, uh, points of control for the former Soviet Union was the ports on the Black Sea area, but that's in Ukraine. Ukraine broke away and they're their own country now. Um, Russia wants those, there's no question about it. I don't think that they even hide the fact they want those ports. They're strategically um, extremely important. But also from from a lot of different standpoints, right? From a naval standpoint, number one. But that's a huge area of grain exports, wheat and corn um, from that area of the country, and um, or, or the world, I should say. So that is, if something were to flare up and those ports close, I mean, you'd see wheat explode fifty cents higher immediately. I'm not saying it's going to come to that, but you, you never know when you get. Ukraine and Russia puffing their chests and, you know, their fingers on the trigger here, things could get out of control. Beyond that, there's a lot of um, questions as to how much Russia and Ukraine even have left to export. They had, um, I think, smaller crops than a year ago because of drought situation so we don't even know how much more they have to export that's a wild card so there's some things working in the wheat market here the funds have a huge short position not huge but they're back short um, in wheat a fairly sizable amount so any little spark you can see the funds um, exits their shorts so that create a lot of buying and we can rally wheat the funds were short a huge amount of beans with this china thing that's not going to be a, a one or two day deal that's going to take them three four five days to get out this thing uh, just Change with the snap of a finger, Be, you know, from extremely dead, lethargic markets with just no direction, as of last Friday, to now it's Sunday night, and we've got a whole different ball game. And uh, it's just part of what you know we talk about. You've got to have a plan because this thing, it could change back to dead, you know, in 12, 24, 36 hours. So. You just have to be ready for it, and there's no way to predict it. It's it's not just about uh, how much do we raise and what's the weather. It's got this whole political issue, Russia, Ukraine, U.S., China. I mean, you could name up a dozen different, uh, you know, the Middle East. There was an OPEC meeting here. Uh, Russia said we're not going to cut production. So you've got crude oil. Now, crude oil is sharply higher because of the potential for um, China to take a bunch of U.S., um, uh, crude oil production. Maybe that's ethanol as well. We just don't know what this is. It's a moving target. So until we have a little more clarity, this thing's going to be just excessively volatile stock market, by the way, is taking it, uh, um, well, and, uh, roughly be about 400 higher right now, If the stock market were open based on where the futures are trading earlier today after this news, when the market opened, uh, some of the financial markets open uh, between 4 and 5 p.m. Central time on Sunday evening. So at one point, we have been about 500 higher in the stock market. So the market, the financial markets are taking this China news really well for the time being. But, you know, we're one tweet away from just giving all the gains back or doubling the gains. You know, you just don't know. This thing is, uh, it's a crazy, crazy deal, man. No one's ever seen anything like this. It's um I've been doing this for, I don't know now, longer than what I care to admit, 26 years, I guess, and um, there haven't been many times in history you've seen crazier markets than this, wars, 9-11, stuff like that, but this is right up there because um, it's just dynamic and an unknown.
0: Okay, so let's talk about that. So midweek, there's a, I mean, really... The, the grain markets had a pretty decent run last half the week. I mean, I'm sure a lot of that had to surround uh, the NAFTA thing getting finalized and there had to be some, some tensions there that were lifted. But I didn't really feel like – did you really feel like that that was a – kind of might have been already built into the market? I mean, you feel like that, that whole deal was kind of already baked into the numbers we were seeing?
1: Well, I think NAFTA was. I think what you saw at the end of the week was um, anybody that was short corn, beans – uh, especially and maybe even a week to a certain extent, but corn and beans for sure. Anybody that was short, you know, you had you had these meetings and, and why take that risk? So I think you saw some some of the short position holders buy back some of their contracts just to even up, and that causes a nice little bounce at the end of the week. And, and we're still seeing about I we're holding it together here. Beans are about 16 and a half, 17 higher, corn's four higher, uh we six, six and a half higher. So we're holding these gains pretty nicely. Um, and that's to be expected, a nice surge higher, gap higher. You know, we talked about this earlier, you hit some selling pressure from farmers, you back it off, and then the funds come in and say, uh-oh, I was short, I bet wrong, I gotta get out, I gotta buy some more contracts. So if this thing, if we can build on these gains, you know, by the time we all wake up in the morning, 5.30, um, 6 central, um, London, Europe comes on board here. There's a big surge of volume in our overnight markets between 4 and 5 a.m. central time and that's when uh, some of these hedge funds managers come in and um, you know start their morning in Europe and London in particular. So if we can hold these gains and build on them by the morning, that's going to feed on itself. And we could uh, I was telling somebody earlier, you know, I, I don't know. When I go to bed here I'm going to try and get a few hours of sleep, but uh, when, when when I wake up, it, it's not going to shock me if corn's up 30, and uh, it won't be up 30 because that's uh, higher than limited. You know, if corn's up 20 and beans are up 45, 50, it wouldn't shock me. It also wouldn't shock me if there's some tweet out of China um, or Washington, and corn's down three and beans are down eight. So I think you can expect anything at this point. But, um, you know, point being, this thing's headed the right direction. We got a lot of good news here over the weekend. Hopefully they can build on it. Hopefully it doesn't fall apart or hit us a, a road bump or a snag. And, uh, and, and if we can get some quantities in here, if they can say, yes, here's what we're thinking. We're gonna take X quantity of, of this product uh, from the United States. That's gonna give the market a lot more clarity. The market doesn't like uncertainty. If you can start zeroing in on what they're going to take and the quantities, that's going to help us immensely. And I don't know when when that's coming. I don't know if that's this week. I don't know if that's ninety one days from now when this thing
0: is supposed to be finalized. Uh, but we'll see. I guess. Okay, so let's talk about this. So I was giving that some thought today. So, if, if ethanol the okay, case, so China has that by twenty twenty five deal that they're China twenty twenty five. Initiative that they're pushing, uh, where a lot of their fuels are going to come from from a, a renewable fuels, whether that be ethanol or whatever that might be. And how how much of effect? What what's going to be the bigger driver in the corn market? Just the the straight up sell of corn, or if there start to be a lot of refined ethanol that gets exported out? Where's that balance at, and where does that start affecting the market more positively? I mean, which one's going to have a bigger effect on what happens? Well, I I would tell you that any amount
1: of ethanol that China's going to take changes the corn market dramatically. Um, Number one, here, uh, not next week, but the week after, we're going to get the December crop report. Now, they don't change any yields on December. They'll change any demand structure or um, world production. But the January crop report, we get the final um, yield numbers and based on how the last part of harvest was and how rough it was and late and the crappy weather we had it's, it's not a stretch to think we could drop maybe another bushel to two, maybe more but let's call it, split the middle call it a bushel and a half out of corn yields that's going to tighten up the carryout that much more if China's going to be in for either any, any of three things sorghum Prior to the tariffs, they were a massive buyer of U.S. sorghum, okay? So if they're back in for U.S. sorghum and or U.S. corn, that's a game changer right there. That's If if it's U.S. sorghum, that's probably at least a dime added to the corn market. If it's corn that they're going to take, in any quantity, it's probably 20 to 30 cents. If it's all three, if they're going to take U.S. sorghum, some U.S. corn, and ethanol— um, that's an entire game changer, and we've talked about that several times on this podcast. About everyone was hypersensitive about beans and pork, but no one was really talking about the fact that China was on record saying they want to, they want to like massively increase their ethanol production. They can't do it. The the numbers they want to produce on ethanol, they can. All, in my mind not physically do it um, with their domestic production. So, if they're going to... This might have been in the back of their mind all along. We're going to narrow up the trade gap because we're going to buy a bunch of ethanol and or corn, them, um, from the United States. If that's part of it, man, this is this is a way different situation in corn. I mean, you could talk about, you know, we're in the doldrums and talking about corn going to contract lows and just change the tone of that market with the, the snap of a finger so it is a it's a huge deal um it's not a stretch in my mind to think that at a minimum they can be talking about taking a big amount of u.s ethanol um, just to help them bridge the gap as they build up their infrastructure over the next five years and, and maybe that's corn maybe it's maybe that's ethanol too but it's a it's a it's a game changer if you're going to do that. Right. We just we don't know yet. It's a problem, and that's part of why the market's is probably going to be. You're not going to see some straight up moonshot here in a buck higher in beans and sixty cents higher in corn until you know more of the specifics about what what's in China's mind as far as quantities and, and products.
0: Right, and that that's such the. That's the... That's what kind of has me scared a little bit because this this tweet I mean not really this tweet but this news story that came out very similar to the you know we're gonna sell more stuff to China than the U S farmer can produce and how that how the market reacted to that this is, and it was very vague that was a very vague news story just like this is a very vague news story you know they like, said so today we're gonna ease tensions we're gonna not we're not gonna take any tariffs off of anything but we're just not gonna add any for ninety days and then. You know, oh, and by the way, they're going to take a bunch of whatever XYZ. So that's my biggest fear is that you know by the end of the week something dramatic changes and now we're kind of we're back to where we were or worse, and and how that plays out.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think the market's taken a little bit of a reserved approach to it because of that. I agree with you. Um, they've learned that a tweet is just a tweet, and it it doesn't. It doesn't mean that it's a reality. And so I think they're taking a a nice measured reserve approach to it. And and we should be higher right now. You know, maybe you could argue maybe corn should only be four, four and a half higher. Beans are 17, 18 higher. Maybe that's about all they should be quite honestly, until we know more about this. So I'm glad to see that. I'm glad it's not 50 higher beans and 22 higher corn because that's, makes for just a flash in the pan, quick spike. So hopefully the market can take a reserved approach and um, wait for some more definitive news on products and quantities. And, and then we can build on that and maybe have this, the makings and the start of a really nice rally. And uh, but, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, we got a lot of beans domestically. We've got what looks like a record crop coming in Brazil. Now it's early on the growing season, and a lot can change. But right now, there's people thinking you got a record crop coming in Brazil. You had a big crop of corn here, maybe not quite as big as what we thought three months ago. Um, there's a big supply, is is my point, and and this is good news and it's big news, but don't. Get all bowled up thinking beans are going to $12 and corn's going to $5. You still have to have a plan and react and, um, and sell the rally. And with big yields, you know, you're talking north of $4 Deese 19 corn. You're north of $9.50, Nove 19 beans. You've got good levels on, on old crop, the 18 corn and beans. You're going to get at least 85 cents a bushel. For a tariff payment, we're going to know more this coming week, whether we're going to get the second half of that bean payment. And there's some debate on that. I don't know whether you will or you won't. I would hope you do because this hasn't changed. Just because beans are up 17 or 18 doesn't mean that we still haven't dropped two and a half plus dollars out of beans. So I would hope they don't uh, renege on their on that last half of the, of the bean tariff payment. But my point is, with good yields and a nice bounce here, there's still some really good gross um, dollars per acre, gross revenue that you're seeing there, and we shouldn't shy away from rewarding this rally.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's bounce over and talk about livestock market and, and the uh, hog market, and how that's all shaping up. I mean, again, kind of vault a week in the stock market, it has a big effect on what happens in the livestock uh, complex. So, you know, what do you see in there? And where do you see that head?
1: Yeah, I'll start with cattle. We had a big break earlier in the week, the market, uh, recovered well um, it's holding its own right and and this is a seasonal time frame uh, this week this past week next week the week after or you know a lot of times see a downdraft we can hold that together and not break much more uh, this market has uh, probably some legs likely there's no night markets for the for the livestock markets so we're gonna open that market um, tomorrow morning at 830 and with the unknown, Especially pork. This is going to be good for uh, for hogs, just with the assumption that they're going to take U.S. pork products again. So hogs are probably going to open sharply higher. There hasn't been a lot of talk about U.S. beef to uh, to China, but that could be part of it. So I would assume that both hogs and cattle are going to take this news well and open um, sharply higher, or at least quite a bit higher uh, in, uh, in positive territory. Uh, from there, who knows? Hogs had a, a pretty volatile week. Couple big up days, couple big down days, and we've had big ranges in hogs. Um, the issue there is we still have, uh, you know, the swine flu issue that doesn't seem to be going away that's supporting us. And now with this news, uh, the market, again, the, two, the top two products, soybeans, pork, the hog market likely is gonna take this news very well in the morning. And uh, my guess right now would be well into the triple digits higher um, on hogs based on this news out of China. But then from there, I don't know. You know, who knows? We need some specifics on um, how much and what products they're going to take.
0: Right on. All right, Chip. Tons of stuff going on. <clears throat> Definitely need a plan. Stick to that plan that you have. Start thinking about what's going to happen in 19. If folks are working on a plan or have a plan they want you to review, what's the best way to do that?
1: Yeah, best way is just call our office, 309-550-7213. We just have a brief um, questionnaire we kind of go over, and we can help guide you uh, with just a few questions on getting you thinking about what could you do a little bit differently. Uh, So feel free to give us a call. We're not high pressure at all. It's critically important. as markets are unlike any we've seen uh, in modern history, if ever. And, uh, and it's critically important because uh, margins are thin. we got to, you know, got the I's and cross the T's. So just give us a call, 309-550-7213. We'd love to chat with you.
0: All right, Chip. Well, good stuff as usual and a uh, ton of stuff to talk about. I'm sure this week will be no lack of things to talk about all the way through the week. So we'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Until then, have a good one.
1: Yeah, you bet. Tuesday's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens. That's an important couple of days. So we're going to hold these gains and build on them. We're gonna get a tweet and reverse it. So uh, Tuesday is gonna be interesting to build on what uh, what we're talking about tonight.
0: Yeah, I just can't wait for the over/under to come out on on what tweet comes <laughs> out. Done does what? So that's gonna be. There you go. Check the line, folks. All right, Chip. We'll talk to you on Tuesday, buddy. All right, man. Have a good uh, good week. You too, man. All
1: right, see you.